Outdoor adventures won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's easy to use, too. You just simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and fishermen rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should all season long. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on FishingBooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You're off in God's country with Reed and Dan Isbell, also known as the Brothers Hunt, where we take a weekly drive to the intersection of country music and the outdoors. Two things that go together, like Casey Bethard and the Hall of Fame. We're a D28 and bluegrass music. A podcast produced by Meat Eater and iHeart Podcast. So hop on up and ride shotgun with us today as we cruise the back roads with some of today's biggest stars and creators of the songs you know and love. We at the God's Country Podcast wanted to take a second and just recognize that Country music as a whole lost an icon this week. Yeah, uh, sad, sad day. Toby Keith passed to stomach cancer and was just really a light in the community, a great songwriter, multiple number ones as a writer, as an artist, and uh, the town's really feeling it, and we just wanted to send our condolences to him and his family. Across an era of time, too, um, when he started, uh, I think it was like late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. um, had great songs back then all the way till today i mean he you know he he put out that uh don't let the old man in which is which is a song about getting older and and knowing that your time is coming to an end but still wanting to live the best days of your life absolutely in the moment and and i feel like toby did that we we got to watch him at at the bmi awards he got icon um i don't know what that award is but no it was bmi bmi icon last year and man just to, to to hear him talk about his career and his legacy in town and really kind of shy away from it. I mean, that guy is a giant in the country music community and has been for, for a while. Um, he will, he'll go down as a legend on the row and, and it's a, you know, it's, it's tough to, to see it end like that. Well, I, the thing I remember mostly about his speech at the BMIs was that he was still very much alive and very much sure. excited about music, uh, about his path and his journey he i remember him cutting up on old songwriters that were there it was just a lot of fun to watch and we just wanted to recognize uh him and his impact on the business and on music uh as a whole 
and yeah. send our well wishes to his family. Absolutely. Today we're sitting down with actually Casey Bethard, um, Hall of Famer. Just all around yeah. goat, dude. That guy is is a kind, successful human. I would say he's probably got one of the longest running still to this day, like careers in country music. For sure. From, Just from, a go to. I mean, like, if you're an artist, you're looking you're listening to that guy's songs and I can't blame you. I mean, he is yeah, he's truly a wordsmith and just an all around one of the best humans I've ever met in my life. We're going to talk about his upbringing. Um, his dad was in the is in the NFL Hall of Fame. Um, just a football background. His son is the quarterback, is backup quarterback for the Jaguars. He's got sons doing all kind of stuff. There's written I mean, songs for Kenny Chesney and daughters doing his Eric daughters. Church, Travis Tritt. We didn't even get in, I mean, we didn't give it in the fact that his daughters. You know, I mean, she's writing music too. They're all writing. They're everybody, they're all yeah. creative. They all throw football. They're all really great. And uh, we'll get into that and also uh, how he's influenced our lives in writing in the process. Yeah. So stick around and listen to that one. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Stick with us. Back at it. On the couch. Whew. On the row. I'm tired, dude. Why are you tired? Third day, third day in a row. We've been pounding these out, bro. We've been podcasting hard, man. I had a guy hit me with the, so should we write another one? Yesterday after at 2.30 and I was like. Sure. Yeah, you did? Yeah, I wrote another one. Wow. So at five, I was headed home, and my brain was just like. That's where the difference between us and our careers, I've learned the word no. <laughs> no. I'm you're here. You're, I'm uh, you're hearing the voice of. The ha- sultry tones. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, Casey Beathard on the couch. Yeah, dude, you're so Hall bad. of Fame. I can't believe you got me. How much are they paying I, you for this? Nah, I know. I, that's what I was wondering. How how much am I getting paid for this? <laughs> uh, good hook good. this afternoon. That's what you're getting yeah. paid for this. No. <laughs> I think it was a uh, an opportunity to, nowadays, it was like, honestly, it was like, hey, Dan, can I, can we write again? And you're like, um, yeah, I mean, if you do this podcast with me you know, i already know what it is i already know yeah the isbel brothers are hard to get to nowadays Dude, boys. Yeah. yeah we're tough we yeah we're, he literally lives over the hill from you so i'm sure he's real <laughs> tough to get to we should we should just say yeah we should preface we it. should preface it with that this is not just like a normal guest that we have on our podcast casey's been somewhat of a father figure i would say and fam, fam day in this our is fam day na- sure. this is fam day in our in our nashville careers and Sometimes um, I call you my Nashville dad. Yeah. Like my country music dad. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You're, you're, what is that? CMD, dude. Country music dad. That's a great. Wow. That's new, dude, that Casey. Country CMD. music dad. Well, that's Man. a good one. Wow. wow. No, honestly, you kind of just, uh, not to get heavy immediately, but like, you kind of coached me through some mega tough times in the business and even in some personal stuff. So yeah. thanks for doing that. Thanks for coming on. It's, it's ridiculous to get that heavy that quick, but we love you and. How did y'all? How did y'all meet? How did you and how did you y'all meet? Because I met I met CB through you, obviously. Wasn't it the uh, Carrie Kurt Phillips thing? Yeah, we were in so, Indiana. Carrie Kurt Phillips, a he's probably Hall of Fame too. Sure. Oh, the Kentucky not, thing, not the Henderson quite. Kentucky thing. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's I don't a, know. Well, I don't know. And he's Mark, a great, great, great songwriter. Yeah, great, yeah. incredible songwriter. Like um, uh, Joe did a lot of that early Joe Diffie stuff. Pickup man and all kind. He wrote almost kind of, home. He wrote almost home. Wow. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. Killer. He had a um, 
like a hometown show where yeah. you would Anderson have a bunch of riders up. Mm-hmm. A festival thing. We went up. Beth played. We met. I don't really remember how. I think I don't know. That's what I, I might have asked you this a while ago. I can't remember if you were in the round with me or you were there. I'm sure I was. I just in remember the round standing in the, some downtown place in Indiana outside this place, and we were talking. And my first impression, I remember leaving, going, "Man, that that guy was just a really, you know, this is how how snowed I was. Right. I was like." really sexy no yeah that's how i was thinking yeah, that guy was a really really good hot. dude man yeah, I was, i'm serious man i, I was just that. like i i hit i think we hit it off right away i was like man what a i believe that guy huh. i believe him i mean there's something there's some kind of connection here i like that guy Ooh, i was probably playing Shows terrible how far song. off I was, yeah you missed you know? that one. y'all weren't in the I same y'all weren't one. in the same round because i was at i was at that that weekend that's when we went and uh the first time I ever saw you play, you played Homeboy, and you had that guitar with the the duct tape across the. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we wrote one day with with somebody, and they had to kind of I don't know if we got on something or maybe we didn't. And they got early. They got out early, and uh, Casey was like, "You want to go get some lunch?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> As long as you'll buy it, because I am broke. <laughs> and we went over here and ate, and uh, and it wasn't short after that. We started writing together pretty consistently, yeah. and then got to know his family. And, and y'all's family structure is a lot like ours. And, this, yeah. and we said this a million times, but it's like there's a bunch of y'all, and you're so close, that yeah. you, and you kind of just kind of hang together. Yeah. And we're the same way. I mean, we and we end up living in the same area, and kind of, and then. Casey graciously let Reed live on his property when he didn't have a dollar and uh, stayed over there for. Yeah, I was. I was. Me and Dan lived in Franklin, and then uh, I had. But that, he was coming to that. I remember you coming to that house a couple of times. Yeah, and we were yeah. buddies with Tucker too. Right with Tucker. Right. And, right. And then just, Dan, you got engaged to Cheyenne, and and they bought a place. So I moved in with back in with mom and dad, and and ten minutes. This is from ten minutes from where Dan was living, and and found out that it was 10 minutes from where Bethard was living, but we were riding with Bethard at the time. And and I remember the first time he said, Casey bought 50 acres behind his house. And you already had 15 right there? Yes. And, and, and so there was an old trailer on it and an, an old double wide and an in-ground pool that, that it, it was just nasty okay, yeah. and everything was grown up in it. And there was a shop back there. And he was, I remember talking, we were in, writing the song in, in his little barn at his place and he was like man let's go look at it we went over there and drove around and looked at it and and he was like man and we stopped at this pond this beautiful pond this bottom he's like i really just need like i need a guy that would move in here and just kind of take care of this place for me he's like i'm just i just i'm looking for yeah. that guy and i was like i was like i was like dude that could be me man. how do i get my like, name in the hat honestly what i was thinking i was like man that's gonna be a lucky dude <laughs> like whoever gets to, to live yeah and and sure enough i think you you were just yeah. kind of testing the waters to see if i'd be into it and and man i was into it yeah and ended up tucker moved in and uh and man we lived there for three and a half years and yeah it dude, was great. It, we'll go down it's where i you know my wife and i met um and and kind of the 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 start of our relationship happened there and and man some of the some of my best a couple of my, the best years of my life probably will be yeah living, that was there's a little trail that down to casey's house yeah and, man that was fun that was fun going back there and mm, coming back and doing all that, that stuff was, that was that was uh some good times and i don't think 
honestly, I don't think the place ever looked better than when you were over there, you know. <laughs> it's it, gone it, to it, hell now. As, as, <laughs> as of right now. You need us to move back in? Then we can yeah. leave our wives in their houses and That's move right. back in for a little while. Jordan's Maybe gone. Six a year no, no. Jordan's like, no, we ain't. You can move in there, but I yeah. ain't. That was pre-kids for, for both oh, of us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Really. I tell this story when when I play this song out in, uh, in Riders Rounds and stuff. The first song me and Casey ever wrote is called is a is a song called Dirt Roads and still one of my favorite songs. It hadn't been picked mm-hmm. up or cut by anybody, but still one of my favorite songs I've ever been a part of. And first time I ever got the chance to write with Casey was um and, and I was I was prod and Dan, Dan was writing with with Casey and, and and I was a huge fan. I was like, man, if if you can just squeeze me in there, if you can just get me in there anytime. He kinda has to just like you on his own. <laughs> and that's literally that damn like, dude, it's kinda and that's what na- like a national thing. You can't like Sometimes you just get you get booked by your publisher with somebody for the yeah. first time, and you and you meet them, and you learn that way, and you and you you that's the first time you're meeting in the writers' room, and then other times it's through relationship things, and and it's kind of got to be an organic, you know, natural thing, and and uh, Dan was like, man, he's just you know, it's just kind of got to he's kind of got to like you and kind of got to ask you in the room, and and sure enough, I was sitting in my parents upstairs. And I used to tell people that I live. They're like, "Where are you living?" I'm like, "Oh, this I live. I run out of upstairs down in Columbia. And it was my parents. I was like, I got a couple roommates. Yeah. They never bother me though. Uh, it was great. I, I was living at my parents' house. Yeah. I was, I was like, <laughs> but I was like, I had, a, I had an upstairs apartment down. You know, you south got a flat, of town. I got a flat, south yeah, of town. studio upstairs. Yeah. Um, but I remember Dan called me. He's like, "Hey man," he was like, he was like, "Bethard wants." Bethard said to bring you this time. And I was like, what? And, you know, it was like the call to the to varsity. I was you like, know? you better have a freaking idea, <laughs> yeah. buddy. So I did. I had an yeah. idea. Yeah. And, and we go over to Bethard's house. And Bethard's got this little barn kind of down below his driveway, below his house. And it's a great little writing spot, hangout spot. And and we go in. And it's me and Dan and, and uh, Daniel. Ben Daniels from Winsboro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, great yeah. Guy. I remember that. that and, was that that first? That was, that was the, the first first very time? first one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and I walked in, man. I had this idea just brewing. And we sit down and we small talk. And then it's time for like, all right, man, you know, Bethard's like, what? All right, what's, you know, what are we going to do today? What, what, what are y'all been thinking? And son, I was like raising my hand like a kid in class. <laughs> and and uh, I was like, I got an idea. And they were like, all right. And Bethard's like, let me hear it. And Bethard's got this leather chair in the side. And it's kind of like he sits and he's like looking at you. Yeah. Like, I never thought like of it like that, man. but it is kind of It's kind of like class, you know. It is your kingdom. And it's intimidating as a guy. Like, I mean, dude, I was... I was no. greener than a fresh piece of grass, man. Like I didn't have nothing. Like I literally, I didn't have, I didn't have a dollar to my name, and I had zero things going on in town. And this is by far at the time the biggest ride I'd ever been a part of. And so anyway, I was like, I got this idea, and I was like, man, I saw this Ford commercial the other day, and it, and the built Ford tough thing, and it said, out of all the roads you take in life, make sure some of them are dirt. And and I was like, money. In case he was like, you know, he's. He's doing this thing. You can see it. I was like, oh, dude, this is money. We're about to, this is about to be Eric Church's next single. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he's sitting there and he's doing his head like this. And then he looks back and he goes, what else we got? And I was like, oh, no crushing feeling. I, I, what do we write that Ben day? comes up and says an idea. And Bethard's like, that's what, that, he's like, that's what we're going to do. And we did a tempo thing and wrote it in a couple hours and, and everybody's getting to leave, and I thought my chance was lost. And I left. I was already You gone. left, Ben left, and I was yeah. about to leave, and, and Casey goes, hey, Reed. He was like, you want to you hang around and drink a beer maybe or something? And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, man, that's that's fine. And he picked up a guitar and started messing. I was like, what are you doing? He was like, 
Man, he's like, I figured we'd just sit around and write that dirt roads idea right quick. We didn't need them other boys. No, we don't need those other jack wagons, <laughs> we, we don't need we them. We sure enough did. We sat yeah. there and wrote that song, man. And and ever since then, man. dude, you've... What a great song. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah, yeah, way better is. than the one we wrote with all four of us. Easy. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, ever since then, it's man, a... it, you you know... Like Dan said, you've you've been a a, a staple in in, in my yeah. life and, and oh gosh, I don't know what the journey looks like without me. Without him. Well, I uh, I think I mean it was early. I think it was one of those things that you find out early, and you know, real people, you can't manufacture in your life Agreed. until they're God things. You know, totally. So you get people in your life that uh, are real people, real brothers, real family, and. And it happened immediately up in Indiana with with Dan meeting you and and knowing man that there's something more to that guy, and we need to hang out. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and it's always been about, you know, if there's a song, let's write it. If there's not, let's just hang out. Still that yeah. way. It'll yeah, be that way yeah. today. We're supposed That's to write right. today, and yeah, we may, we may not. Y'all too. Y'all my, book today. I knew yeah, you, I, I knew you were gonna try to snake in on this. I knew you were. And you can. Uh, <laughs> The uh, Susan goes. Oh, I will. I was leaving the house. Susan goes. Where are you going? I go. I'm gonna do a a, a podcast with Dan and Reed, and then then we're gonna come back uh, and write if, if if we want. And and Susan literally goes, if we want. <laughs> she goes that you and Dan are the epitome, the worst of. If it's up to you, you ain't gonna write. <laughs> and I'm like, man. And I'm like, yeah, I go. Might. We might. A, you never yeah. know, man. Yeah. A good idea might fall out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She does know us, though. I mean, that's the good thing. The fun thing about your family, too, is just like, I mean, she knows me like you know me. I mean, and, and my yeah. wife knows you like I know you. You know, it's and same for y'all. I mean, we're, yeah, we're basically just yeah. I knew of uh, your wife before I even before I even met her. One of the first times we were ever together, I remember that's what it consisted of. Oh them. no! What because was we it? became, uh, you know, that's what the thing was is family. You know, it almost it's not, but it becomes a liability in the trying to be successful in oh, this town. Oh, for sure. No, we talked about that yesterday. We yeah. we pass on uh, yeah opportunities because no, I gotta I got I gotta be with my family. I gotta do this. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in in this town that don't understand that oh, and, for and sure. but you guys totally get it like my first priorities in life are that and 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 that's what's uh that's what i think i loved about you immediately but i remember you just picking my brain about this this it's it's really foggy but i mean way back you were man this girl and um maybe you were uh had gone to you'd met her at some camp or something yeah no weeks <laughs> and and you were trying to figure yeah. out who's what and what i don't know i think this is the one and i bought yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff yeah no i rem- i mean i yeah. was i was like and what should i do what should i, I yeah. you were literally kind of leading me in the thing i mean i was that I was, was church you talk about church camp right? yeah the church yeah camp yeah yeah thing. go ahead here's a great little st- here's this a great is... little tidbit that everybody doesn't know a little backstory oh, dan's wife had a crush on me before she ever even knew who dan was it's oh my true. god that's one thousand percent true the, the, i busted her out at christmas of last year what you're trying what you're recalling is we went to it's true a church camp in florida okay and my dad had a best buddy that also preached at a church in South Mississippi. Uh-huh. All right. This is a this is wild. This is a wild story. So unbeknownst to me, Cheyenne, my wife, 
went to the church in South Mississippi. So, I mean, that's literally how old am I now? 40. So that would have been literally 25 years ago. Yeah. Maybe even 28 years ago. So we all end up going to the same church camp together. Our church would go, dad's best friend, pastor in South Mississippi, their church would go. We'd go to this camp mm-hmm. in Florida, right? We'd meet well, well, for one week in the summer in Florida. And bro, she's seven, like, I think seven years younger than me or something. So it's like, I probably wasn't even in youth. I was probably like some chaperone or something. But but we were literally at the same church camp at the same time. Like we talked about yesterday, Reed's always singing <laughs> specials and stuff. So he's up there like, oh, every God, and so the rumor is, and I don't know if it's true or not, that Cheyenne had a, a was like, true. oh man, he's a, who's that cute boy singing? So, but the crazy oh, thing she is, she actually said everybody, everybody had crushes that. on me from that Joe, church. She didn't, <laughs> that. she didn't say that. So, and she went, she, she just resorted to the second string. Crumbs, after, dude. You she know, got the crumbs. You know what uh, I'm saying? Oh, cr- oh crumbs. She huh? got little crumbs. Oh, okay. my goodness. We'll see. All right. So uh, fast forward literally 20 years, and we go on our first date. Uh, I meet her parents, I guess, a couple of days later or something. And he's like, now, is your dad a pastor? I was like, yeah. And he's like, did y'all do a church camp in South? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I went to that and like has pictures of her at that. I mean, it is, yeah, it's it is a wacko story. And the only way we met is my bass player was like, my bass player's wife was like, "Hey, there's a cool girl that went to Mississippi State that's in Nashville and just looking to hang out with somebody fun." And I was like, "I can do fun as long as I ain't got to look good. And I can just do fun. Like I'm good on that." And man, next thing I know, we're two kids deep and can't stand each other. You know, I mean, love each other. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Yeah, and Market House provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken, Mm. grass-fed lamb, and even wild-caught king crab and seafood. Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today.
O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. One of my earliest memories with Becca, though, and then we'll get into who he is, yeah. is... <laughs> I still have no... He's he's like we were riding one day up here and he's like, uh, you know you always do the like what time you got to get out of here kind of thing and he's like, man if I could be out of here by two thirty that'd be awesome. He said Clay's got a baseball game over here at Vanderbilt and I was like, oh yeah. I was like oh dude, I, have, I mean is it cool if I come? He was like, you want to come? I was like dude I got no money nothing else to do like no you friend, buy my no ticket I would lo- no friends yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do. I'd love to come watch a baseball game. He's like, yeah, man, they're playing at Vanderbilt right here, right next to. So we slid over there. Yeah, they got to use the Van- Vanderbilt field. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, high school baseball was awesome. So we go in there. Clay's playing center field, and uh, and I've already bragged about. He's already talking about my awesome kids. Yeah, they they're are. so good at. They're good. Yeah, and they are. And they're they like, dude, literally no. elite. <laughs> and these guys are gigantic baseball fans. So and, yeah, and, and so yeah, we're, we're going fans. over there. Yeah, it's fun. I meet ahead. him over there. We get in the stands. The sun is per. It is. It is. I'll give him this. The sun is perfectly like in the eyes of the players, dude. They're roping. What's what's your team's name? I'm sorry. Was it? It was BGA. BGA. They're roping BGA's pitch. I mean, like every pit, every batter is doubling. Yeah, home who were they? Who were they playing? Were they playing a team from up here? Yeah, somewhere around here. Somebody or something. Somebody good. So. It is. It's. I mean, it's like Clay's out in center field. It's like eighteen to nothing in the third inning. I mean, it's that bad. So Clay's in center field. The ball, ball fly gets hit to him, and you see him like go, and then all of a sudden he's like, I mean, just the the typical. I, it's in the I sun. Yeah, yeah, I know what that looks like. And yeah. it disappears. Like you don't know where the, ball the ball's disappears. At. But it was brutal because he goes like, like he really didn't. It kind of covered He'd his come head up to it, and then all of a sudden be like. He kind of like yeah, covered like his don't, head. Get, yeah. don't want to get hit, and it falls down. It hits the ground. Now, keep in mind, we've known each other three weeks at this point. I was like, "Oh, that was brutal." That was. I was thinking that was. Yeah. You know, I know sports, and like this inning has been going on for like forty. Well, yeah, and the minutes. kid, the pitcher. Now, here's the thing that ticks me off mostly. <laughs> He's still that, mad about it I'm now. still sitting here going, "Hang on, oh, let so, me do this. Let me so, do this. Let me do this." Because my my kids <laughs> pitch also. I know. So when they got two outs, and you and pop, and outs. you pop up up a guy, and the bases are loaded, and you're trying to get off the mound, you're going, "My kids pitching. I want him up there." Oh, cool. He pitched an out. Yeah, yeah, he's it's just easy out. Right. Let's go, and then it's my kid that's keeping him on the mound, and they're getting four <laughs> more runs. I'm even... like, 
dude. So the, he covers his head like, oh, no, and the ball hits. And he's a great – he was a great athlete. Dude. Hardest football-throwing human I've ever caught. No. Oh, dude, and spe- I've caught balls from both of your boys. Specimen. He could chunk them. Anyway. Yeah, he threw it better. The ball hits. The ball hits. And I hear Casey come off the – the bench. He's like, help him out! Help him out! He's like, yeah. he's pitching it out. Give the guy some help. Be a teammate out there. What are you doing? And I can just see Miss Susan. Miss Susan just I lost it. Like picked up her stuff. Walked <laughs> up, and I was like, it's all good, man. It's a lot of time, a lot of innings left. I think I'm gonna slide on out. You know, it was. And then we ended up becoming, you know, great buddies yeah. over. And I got to, you know, like. Poke it. Clay's Poke, like, yeah. He came up to me. Of course, know, he could hear later. me. You know, he's like, <laughs> you Oh, it's dead. Know, silent. Dad, I mean, there were, blah, blah, there, were no, there were like 30 Oregon. people. I yeah. mean, it was, yeah. you know, but anyway, I, Clay would be like, I saw him a couple weeks later. He's like, Oh, hey, man, uh, thanks for coming to my game, dude. Sorry we were. I was like, Dude, I've been there, man. Been, good, I know yeah, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I'm sorry your dad yelled at you. It made me weird, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's how it was. I wasn't a very good. Dad, come on! Get I mean, out no, of no. Here. In the parent, in the during games, I was always. You know what's funny? Dude, we that, had a dad too. We know exactly how that coached so, us. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Susan has a great story. Is like you know, after all the high school football games, baseball games, and all this stuff, and um, Susan, one of her favorite stories about this is how she explains it. She goes, uh, one time way back, some lady was like, "Well, you know, your daughter's going to be at my house," and blah blah blah, and. And Susan was like, well, I'll come get her later. And she's like, well, I could take her. She goes, you want me to just take her? Want me to bring Charlie to your house or to her dad's house? And she's like, to her dad's house? And she goes, you mean my my husband's house? I go, no. She, she goes, oh, you are you married? And she's like, yeah. She goes, oh, I assumed you were divorced because... I never see you together at games. He's always down there by the fence, and you sit by yourself up here. And she goes, I didn't know you were together still. I thought you were divorced. And she goes, and she goes no, that's just him. He won't. He, won't, he yeah. can't sit down, no. and he won't sit near me. Look, okay. He's got to yell at refs and yell at umps the whole time. So he got to embarrass himself. Bro, right there. I got I, 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 I to do one. just one more. One more little one. One more little one. What? Story? Yes. Dude, go for it. So... This is this is one of my all time. He knows this story front and back because I tell it all the time. It is so great, man. I'm not I'm the, the artist will remain nameless. So me and Beth are occasionally we'll get an artist right together or something, and we'll ride into back in the back when we came to town. We would ride into town together, and oh, so oh. I ride into town with him this morning. We get in with this artist. I'll keep. It, I'll go fast. Artist immediately comes in. He's like, I know what I want to write today. We we're like, okay. And he or she, I don't know, maybe a girl, maybe a guy, I don't know, I'm not going to tell you, goes, I want to write a song called Vice, Vices. And it was right after the Miranda song, Vice. Like, so we were like, already, me and Casey were like, uh. Typical artist. I don't know if we should do this. But anyway, he goes like, you know, man, like, what's y'all's, what, tell me some of y'all's vices. Well, well, if you don't know, we don't really, me and Reed don't really drink. Casey don't drink. Like, we just kind of. We just don't. <laughs> so anyway, Casey goes first. He goes, well, um, for me, uh, it's my kids having sports games. He's like, I'm, I'm so involved. And he was being honest. He was like, he's, I'm so involved in their, their athletics, even from like five-year-old soccer yeah. up, you know, or whatever. He's like, 
sometimes it like kind of gets in the way of my marriage because I'm kind of like hyper intense about it. He's, he's yeah. really just like laying, yeah. like laying out this. Well, it wasn't doing it for the art. You could tell the artist was just. And so he's like, no, I mean, you know, y'all don't ever just like, like, okay, I'll tell you my advice. My advice <laughs> is just getting some loose women in a hotel room and doing a bunch of drugs and just staying up all night. You know what I mean? Like, and you, both of us were just like, so <laughs> right. he's like, in the headlights going, yeah. oh yeah, okay, I get that. Oh, yeah, we know oh, that line. Oh, you know? Right. So, yeah. so uh, he's like, what about you, damn man? I know you had to get in there, dude. And I was like, I mean... I said, bro, honestly, like, sometimes we smoke cigars. Was, <laughs> sometimes we'll go out there and write, man, we won't light those cigars. I was like, man, I mean, watch we, a bonfire. I said, I'm, I, I, said I might. I said, I'm not going to say I've never had a beer or two, you know. But I said, but I'm going to drink a whole lot. I said, for me, man, it's just like the the hardest thing in my life. My vice is like, bro, you bring out a plate of twenty chicken strips. I'm going to eat every one of them. <laughs> He's like, God. he goes, no, he goes, God. Boys, he said, I asked for Vice, and all I got was Little League and Chicken Strips. We got to do better than that. Well, now you just divulge that it was a guy. Oh, well, it might have yeah. been a girl. Might have been a girl. Anyway, the, the the funny thing was, is like we, I think we wrote like half a song. He cut out. Yeah. You know, he oh, was yeah. looking for something that we couldn't give him. Yeah. And look, man, to each is his own, but it was uh it was a moment I'll I'll never forget. I'll never forget that ride home. Being like, well, we yeah. botched that one, didn't we, buddy? <laughs> that's 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 been a long thing in my. I guess you just don't know better. It goes way back to when I got my first gig as a. They needed an extra coach in the Franklin Cowboys football. My older son was CJ was uh, ten, and they were like, "Man, we got too many kids." Will you coach? We see you standing out here all the time. Will you coach? And I was like, mm, I'd rather not, you know, I don't want to be that kind of dad, but I will. And yeah. yeah, anyway, so they gave me this job. I got this, and they split up the teams, and I got the bad news bears. Oh, yeah. I nice. got the first year guys, and I'm like, man, we are a long way off. And I'm that first week, I already got in two weeks late. So the next week, this in four days, we got our first scrimmage. And, I'm, you know, if I'm going to take it over, I'm going to, I'm going to do it to, try to win and try Absolutely. to be the best yeah, the thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be this coach. We're going to go to practice and blah, blah, blah. And I'll go over to sports academy and I'm getting all these cones and I'm getting a whistle and whatever and all the footballs What's and all sports the, academy. Huh? What is academy sport? sports or whatever oh, okay. it's called. <laughs> whatever. It's I know what you're talking about. Sport and good store. Yeah. What a dicks, whatever. And, um, I'm in sports academy, academy. What was it called? Academy sports. Academy sports. Got it, got it. I like Sports Academy. My phone rings. You know, this is years ago. It's like my first cell phone I ever had. And my phone rings and it says private, private number. And I'm like, hmm, that's probably one of these guys or whatever. And um, these singers. And I got my arms full and I pick it up. And it is, it's it's Kenny Chesney. And he's like, hey. He goes, hey, boy, what are you up to? And I go, man, uh, I'm just at a shop, shopping out, doing some store stuff. At Sports Academy. Yeah. He's like, hey, look, uh, man, I got a, uh, I got the bus tonight. I got to go shoot a video. I'm going to Knoxville to do something, a video for this next single I got out. Just me and the bus, and there I'll be back tomorrow afternoon. And uh, but I got to cut next week. I want to finish a song and do a song and blah blah blah. Let's write something for this next this album. I'm cutting right away. I was like, oh man, 
horrible timing. I got my first practice tonight <laughs> with, my, with, the, with the, my, yeah. my son, with man. And he Bears. starts laughing. I go, man, we got a scrimmage on Saturday with Murfreesboro. There is I go, man, I, there's no chance. And he's like, he starts laughing. He goes, who is it? And I go, CJ. And he goes, well, how old is CJ? I'm like, oh, he's, he's nine. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, this is a big game, dude. You know? <laughs> Anyways, but uh, no, he was like, he started laughing and he goes, oh yeah, no problem, whatever, and hung yeah. up. I go, man, I'm really sorry, but I, I just can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Hung up and let it go and immediately, like, my phone rings and it's Troy. Oh, no. My publisher. Mm -hmm. President hey, of Sony at the time. <laughs> hey, uh, wait a minute. Let me get something straight. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he goes... Did you just tell Kenny that you can't go write a song for his record he's cutting next week? Because what do you got to do? And I go, I got practice tonight. I can't leave tonight. I've got practice. And then these kids are, we're, I go, Troy, you don't understand. I mean, we don't have an, I don't even have all the position. I don't have an offense. I don't have play one in. And he's like, I don't, I don't care. And you know, he goes, you just, and I was like, all right, well, all right, be mad at me. But I go, but I'm not going. You know, wow, man. man. It was funny. But it, but it, but I actually I look back at that and go, man, I think it honestly, I gave I think it changed his whole perspective mm. of a lot of things. You know, yeah. it wasn't a uh, that might go a long way. It's kind of like from what I gather, um it's like shooting people straight. They when they when they know you, that's where your door got kicked open with Luke yeah. because he trusted you. He yeah. goes, man, this guy's not in it for the certain, for certain reasons. You know, he trusts y'all. Yeah, it sets the precedent yeah, for like, who you are as a person oh, yeah. I mean, it's, and, and it, how they're going to treat you as a person. Yeah. Bro, we still right. deal, I mean, we still right. deal with it. Shoot him straight. Yeah, man. man. I mean, he, yeah. he called Reed the other day and was like, what's up with Dan, man? He ain't answering my phone calls. I'm like, yeah, I ain't got time, dude. I got <laughs> a kid throwing up on me. I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll call you back, you know, but it's, but, but being honest with yeah. your buddies like that hel is, helps the whole relationship, yeah. you know, just kind of. But the only reason I said that was just. just not that Troy's a bad how, guy. No, but I was just trying to give you some background on that kind of sports, what it mattered, what it meant for me and my kids and what I, I what I was trying to, what I, That's what I've always segue. loved. Well, yeah. And, and so let's, let's talk, talk about, tell us a little bit about. Your upbringing and, and why sports means and, so and, and why yeah. yeah in football and and your dad and, and and yeah it's crazy I was uh I was raised in um, um my dad somehow or another he's from Ohio they ended up in Southern California when he was young went to high school there and got a scholarship to LSU and he went but it was a different kind of thing and it was just it was big time football that he didn't feel like he he could. And he homesick, all that stuff. Yeah. He was like, I don't know if I could play at this level, blah, blah, blah. He so he transferred and ended up at a place called Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, mm -hmm. in Northern California. What did he play? What position did he play? He was a safety and a quarterback. Okay. And you'd play both ways back then. And and, and just all those people on his team and his friends, they it just, you know, it's this, you know, it's 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 uh networking True. accidentally. Yep. His roommate in college was John Madden. Crazy. Dude, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. His roommate yeah. in college was John Madden. John Madden. Just so and the listener knows, and I'm not trying to interject and, and preface or jump in front of the story, but Casey's dad is in is uh Bobby Bethard and was just inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. A couple of Hall of Fame. A couple of years ago. Bethard should just yeah. get in the Hall of Fame. No. Crazy. 
So anyway, sorry to go. So he transfers to Cal Poly. He's up there and he plays football and he's got guys on his team, uh, including John Madden and others that end up uh, working in the NFL. Yeah. And, and then so he gets out of college and goes, just gets a job. You know, I think he was honestly, it was like he got this crazy job of stripping and painting um, uh, commercial planes and things like that. Jeez. Yeah. And then some guy called him. It was uh, a friend that of John Madden's, Al Davis, who owned the uh, Raiders at the time. And he was like, man, football player, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to, would you be interested in trying to scout for us, you know? For the Raiders? For the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right, whatever. And he tried it. And as soon as he started getting into the Raiders, the Chiefs called him for a full-time, said, well, we'll hire you for a full-time scouting job. And he became a scout in the NFL, just uh, just learning, then going, staying in a car and running around and looking for players, and um, that's how he got in at a real low level. I think it was 1963, and then I was born a few late years later, and and uh, his uh, the Chiefs ended up in a Super Bowl in like '66. Wow! In the first Super Bowl, I think it was against the Packers and what. But anyways. And they actually drafted his brother, my uncle, Uncle Pete, played football at Southern Cal and um, was a first-round draft pick out of there and wow. um, and played with the Chiefs and then the Houston Oilers and Cardinals for about 12 years. Yeah. And, uh, as a so at that point, you're in it. I mean, Yeah, we were just in it. And yeah, I was in it. Dad was in it. They were sucked up into the football thing. And Dad went to the – he got hired as a uh, – as the the player personnel director, the head of all scouting at at um, the Dolphins, when I was young, about six, and so we, my parents got a divorce when I was six, and I spent half the time in mm-hmm. Southern California, and then half time in Southern uh, Florida. Florida. Wow. Anyways, then he went to the Redskins from there, and the Chargers, and didn't he have a pretty nice car while he was down there that maybe you spilled some stuff in? Or something? Oh gosh, yeah, that that was the best thing about. I was six, seven, eight years old and in Key Biscayne, Florida, man. It was just like it was back in the day when he stayed over at the facility working with the team, but we would just like Who's we? My brothers and I. Gotcha. We just roam around this island, just literally just barefoot. He had a boat that was a just a crappy boat, but you know, we'd just go fishing and Go to the beach. It was it's really different world, man. I know, no one cared, man. That you know? actually yeah. sounds blissful. To it was. It was like cut your kids loose and be like, "See you this afternoon." Yeah, I'll be back. And so we learned how to. My dad was a big, big shark fisherman. Right. So he liked to go out to the boat, go on his boat, and go out to those, those uh, houses or those places on stilts, way out in the water, and the tie rigs, lines. old rigs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and tie lines out there, and we kind of got into that. So we started uh, the same thing, and we. Not, can you imagine today if you had three boys or two? Yeah, three, three boys and a daughter, yeah. and, my, and just and going. Sister. Hey, man, I'll be back at nine o'clock tonight. If y'all want to go fishing in the ocean, that's fine. <laughs> or the Gulf, I guess. Be the we Gulf, used to whatever. take his boat. My my oldest brother was like ten. Wait, Jeff, you're even, you were even ten <laughs> when we were doing this? Yeah, no, I was I was eight. Jeff was nine, and Kurt was ten. <laughs> And we go out in his out boat. Just, can you imagine if you pass three tennis rolling out? We, and one time, I'll never forget, we're out in this in the, in the mangrove place, this this extra not so choppy area. Off, you know, we'd untie the boat, and 
he rented somebody's place to keep his boat there. It was a crappy, like a 14-foot outboard yeah, little yeah. boat. But Be perfect. We took it out there, and uh, um, one time we were out in the water, and we were coming. We used to go out there and go just troll and try to catch bait for shark fishing, and we'd go spear it like stingray. <laughs> Off of it and, and um, alone, ten years yeah, old, yeah, yeah. And, and we, years, we, no we, supervision. It was Darn. so awesome. I mean, we that's where we're going. Wait, how did we get by? How yeah. did we do this? Yeah, how what did you doing? live? How are you alive? So he, Kurt, my oldest brother, let Jeff drive, and we're driving back. And there's these like there's you'll see buoys out in the water, like lobster right. traps. And Jeff was going up and just kind of going up and like spraying them. <laughs> And he went up and he hit one in the middle of the ocean and freaking it just got in the prop and it broke the whole oh. thing. We're in the middle of the, not in the middle of the ocean. It was in, it out. was in a bay. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you're in but the water. You could see shore, but we're still like a yeah, mile you, from. Yeah. from <laughs> and you ain't got no way to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got, there's no cell phone, no nothing. And we got, and my dad's at work and we take out these skis and we're trying to paddle with these skis because we got no paddles and we're trying to paddle and this guy comes this man comes up and is like what's up and we're like could have been a predator or a killer yeah, or I, been, I bet he wasn't like what's up but he's like what the what hell are y'all are doing out here traffic where's your dad where's your parents this is very well, trafficy. don't tell him we're just we're, we can't get anywhere so he towed us to this place to tie up until we can get back home and tell our dad and <laughs> Finally got the boat back. How far but, are you from your house at this tie-up place? Probably a half a mile. Okay, okay, two, okay. So mile. manageable. I mean, really not for a couple of 10-year-olds, but man, somewhat manageable. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And we li- he lived, dad lived on an island. This island was called Key Biscayne. It was outside of Miami. And um, I, mean, I guess it you was couldn't probably, really go anywhere. You're on an island. So. I mean, it was so kind of like, it was probably like, you guys go down to Key, Key West sure. or whatever, you know. So you just walked or biked everywhere. Yeah. You just walked, you know, you'd find your way around yeah. and get get there or get back, you know. And, so that you, was life. So that. did you get into did you start? Oh yeah. Oh that the the but the story was there you go, shark bait. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah, yeah so yeah, we'd yeah. get this bait and we learned that like the the more blood, you know, we tried to throw chum out and so, all this stuff. So we got these we cut the wings off these this sounds awful. We cut the no, wings right. off the off the off the stingray and just throw them in a bucket. And then we take these heads of the of the um, chumming it up, dude. Of the barracuda. And I mean, put you can't really there. be held responsible when you're six years old, right? <laughs> and we just get these buckets and put them out by the outside in in, in the summer in in South Florida. It was only like two hundred degrees, and there's dude. the 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 buckets were literal big, like five gallon buckets of like that, and they were starting to fill up. But there were then it becomes like we do it through the week, and Dad was like, "Well, I'll take you, I'll take you out." I remember this. She goes, I'll take you out this week. After the preseason game, it was like a Friday night. We had to go to the stadium and go to the game. He had a new girlfriend with him. Meanwhile, this chum bucket's just Sitting in the yard, and it's now it's halfway filled with flies, dead flies, and halfway filled with Almost literally bowling, yeah. And you can't get – it's near the front door, and Dad's like, get this crap away from the door. Put it over there in the the bushes because I I can't stand the smell. We're like, Dad, but if you just – Friday night shark after bait. the game, the can best, we go fishing? It's the and he's best like, shark bait you can get. Oh, I'll take you fishing. And we're like, promise, Dad. After after the game, can we go? Yeah. And he's and he, you know, he's got this new girlfriend. He takes her. We all ride in the little little hatchback car he's got <laughs> to the game. We're back, and it's still late. And we're like, Dad, can we go fishing? He's like, Man, it's it's kind of eight thirty at night. Can we just maybe do it tomorrow? And then we're like, 
oh, dad. And then the girlfriend's like, take him fishing. Yeah. She's like, well, I'll, I'll ride with you. Like, all right. So he's like, go get it. And so we get the big bucket. <laughs> go get it. You know, exactly. I sit in the, he leaves the, has to leave the back of the hatchback open because it stinks so bad. And my brother's in the back seat. She's in the front. Dad's driving. He leaves the hatchback open and we're just going to drive like a half a mile across town. <laughs> And you get off road to this little peak where you're going to throw this rope and chain leader and all this stuff out <laughs> into the water. And I got the bucket back here and I'm just like this <laughs> riding and we're riding down the road. And then when he pulls off the road, he didn't give me a heads up and he kind of like would go off the shoulder and I was just, you know, whatever. And it totally, it spilled all in the entire back of the <sighs> hatchback. And I was like, and I, and it spilled, and I went. I, I picked it back it. up, and I caught a little bit back in it. And then I was just when I was like, and and I and the the other boys they turn around, and they're like, oh, and Dad was like, what? And I'm back there going, literally trying to get it back in. I'm like, I'm crying, and they're like, and I'm trying to shovel it back into the bucket like it wouldn't, and it's stuck into the carpet. And Dad's like, what? What happened? And I'm like, it's Bill. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. And he stops it and he goes, get it out. Get it out. Y'all get out of it. And, and I'm starting to get, he goes, give me that bucket. And he just chunks the bucket. Yeah. And I'm like, Dad, but, 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 char, but it's char, char. You know, we're on fishing. He's like, we ain't. And, you know, yeah. And it was the, it was the, that literally the, the, the car was ruined. Total. <laughs> it was you totaled total. the car. And he had to, he said he had to take that girl back. And to this day, I mean, not now. Yeah. But he would tell that story. And he goes, Man, I had to drive all the way back across to the other side of Miami to take her home. Yeah. And just leave that on the interstate. To leave the hatchback up. Try to keep it up without windows <laughs> down, just yeah, blowing and it the out. Windows the back, down, and dude. I'm trying to impress this girl. And you know, it was so funny. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Yeah, and Market House provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken, mm. grass-fed lamb, and even wild-caught king crab and seafood. Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app 
on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. Where did you get into your... Cause you're a little college football athlete, little star. Where did where? When well, did, you know, you can't. That South second, or is that second all-time leading uh, receiver, receiver at Elon right? College. Yeah. yeah, was that in South California? That, no, no, that was in uh, uh, North Carolina. Oh, okay, that's where I went. So I so after Miami, when I was young, about 11 years old, we moved to Virginia because Dad got the general manager job at the Redskins, and um, grew up there. Grew up around football, all your heroes doing all that stuff, and. You remember any like major player that was like cool to you? Oh yeah, they were all they were all really cool to you, and that's what you did. You know, those were all your your mentors. Your, I mean, but you yeah, but really didn't say think a name. about it. who was the guy. Who's the guy? Like when you think back, my my who was your guy? my biggest like my surrogate dad yeah. at the time yeah. was like a guy named Larry Zonka, who was who was yeah. the uh, <laughs> know him. <laughs> Who played with the Dolphins at the time? We used to just hang out. He used to keep me under his wing and That's cool. take me and um, do his interviews with me. Sit me on his on his knee yeah. and Larry Zonka, Bob Greasy, uh, you know all those type guys. Yeah, and, man. You know I came up during them. Don Shula. We had full access to his office. Wow. We would play hide and seek. Wow, because we didn't That's know cool. any better. Yeah, that was dude, just those just, are just the kids totally, you grew up. Yeah, kids, man. Be kids That's being right. kids. Literally going stopping by and going by John Madden's house and those type things. It was just, it was normal. So, and, yeah. and just as you look at that, you just go, okay, I'm going to play football. Sure. Yeah. I love sports. I want to do that. That's what I'm, you know, we weren't forced to it. I mean, it's just what you did. And we became kind of each of us kind of good at yeah. that because you hung around it all the time. But, totally. but then you get, you only grow to a certain size. I didn't never got big enough to play to be what I wanted to be and grew up uh, from 11 on in, in Northern Virginia and uh, ended up at a little school in North Carolina playing, you know, receiver and yeah. returning punts. And, uh, I mean, at that time, is music ever even like Oh, yeah, yeah, because my mom was musical. We had a piano in the house growing up. She played and sang, and it's kind of weird. I was the black sheep that always – you know, went over to her and 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 sang with her and, mm. and and would do it. And for some reason, you know, that just took with me. No one else in my family just took with me. And and she and I used to share that. That That's was our cool, thing. Man. Was That's music. Cool. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, we shared music. Was, was, it, was it country music? Or what, what? It was. It was all kinds of music. It was like just you know probably the when I was really really young there was an old 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 the first like pop song it was it was from the it was this little kid that I heard singing on a TV show one time mm. it was Michael Jackson mm. when he was part of the Jackson Five and he was singing a song called Ben that we had seen the movie. It was about a rat and all this mm -hmm. stuff, but he sang the song Ben, that mm -hmm. the story of Ben, that the soundtrack for this movie. And I fell in love with the song and I learned, and it was like some kid singing it. And it turns out it was Michael Jackson of the Jackson Five that sang the song Ben. Yeah. She got the little 45 and I used to sit around and sing it with her and, wow. and, and she'd sing harmony and I'd sing it. And then I'd get a candle and sing it on the, on the <laughs> fireplace hearth at seven years old, eight years old. And I, and all, then that became our thing, just putting on records and finding new songs and That's singing awesome, together man. and playing and all that so stuff. Cool. And it and it never uh, it never went away. Through college, she'd share songs with me, and they became all kinds of songs from Jim Croce to, to, to George Strait. How to, cool is that, man? You know, just good songs. She goes, yeah. "I love this song." Just what sending about you tunes, yeah, yeah, and or 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 sending me letters and go listen right. for this song because there was never. You couldn't send a song or she like send a, send a, a text. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was never that. She sent a letter. So how you doing? Or you talk to her on the phone. That's crazy that she cared that much about music. Yeah. Like, I mean, because I mean, I think about like my mom and or my wife with kids and stuff like, man, there ain't much time. You know, I yeah. mean, honestly, there's not much time. And I guess yeah. back then you could actually discover music as oh, to where yeah. today yeah. it's kind of push, push, pushed into your face, yeah. you know? Yeah, it was, I literally was just like, Listen to the radio, whatever came on the radio. Oh, there's a new song on the radio. You ought to check it out. That's cool. You know, this is in the the biggest, one of the first real, real creative moments came when she, way back when I was in college, she goes, oh, there's a song by George Strait. It's called The Chair. And you got to listen to this song, how creative, how funny, how good it is. Yeah. And I remember going, okay. And I listened to that song and I was like, oh, yeah, I love how he does that. Yeah. That's wow. great. I didn't know anything. So you're about already dissecting yeah. how to a lyric and how yeah. to write, and didn't even yeah, weren't so, even considering it. Man. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, mom, man, I love that song you told me about. I found it and I listened to it, and yeah, so it wasn't my chair after all. What a great with the, he's playing on the da 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 da, and I love how he sang. I love the melody, and it was, and it got me totally turned on to you know more George Strait, and uh, and I was always I already liked the. Bad Leroy Brown by oh, yeah. Jim Croce. Yeah, man. And my dad was a huge fan of John Prine and Jimmy, right, Bu and Jimmy Buffett. So is it baddest man in the whole what's the next word? Baddest man in the whole Baddest man in the whole damn town. Is it damn town or is it downtown? I really Probably don't know. Because you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't say damn like you could. I know that's what I'm saying. I, it, my, our I'm dad loved that song. Dad loves that song. And I remember him playing it. And every time I would get to Baddest Man in the Hole, I would go like, Baddest Man is he in gonna the Hole Downtown. Is my preacher daddy going to say it or no? <laughs> you look at him, yeah. It's damn, but there's some debate about the exact thing you're talking about. Ooh. 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 Debate. Ooh. All right. Conspiracy. So, I was always right when I was seven years old singing <laughs> damn. No. Yeah, anyway. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. That's a great so song. So it's crazy. Uh, so... When I went to college, you know, it just, it, it didn't go away. Then it became um, having roommates and, and uh, ironically, a, a roommate with a guitar and yeah. just that type of stuff. Next and thing and, you know, and, you and learn still how to play. loving music and then all that stuff. And 
And then I, I found a, a guitar class in college where this guy would teach. And so it was a one-on-one type thing. Uh, what do you call those elective thing mm-hmm. that I took and did that. And it was in 87 was my mom got sick when I was in college and, and, um, she was just some rare, rare disease mm-hmm. kind of that attacked her lungs. Mm-hmm. And it was a long process of going through this kind of like a, kind of like a cancer de- degenerative thing mm-hmm. that, so in 87, when she passed, I was in college, uh, I'd known enough about, you know, playing guitar. And I was, I used to, as a kid growing up, my, all my, the way I used to get all my feelings out, I, I couldn't ever really uh, express them like I wanted to. So I would always go in my room and write down stories or, mm. you know, share stories with people or tell my family what I thought. Or if I got in trouble, I'd go here mom here's my apology and this is where i oh, why wow. this is why i did it huh. or what i did and and she would read them and i wrote letters i wrote notes and i wrote stories that's what i did mm-hmm. as a kid and then so when my mom passed i mean i'd just been playing music and i decided something hit me uh and i and i wrote my first song about it and and it was just it was a song about trying to love some girl in a relationship but i can't I can't love you because I don't have my heart. My mom took it to heaven. It was called She Took My Heart to Heaven when she left. Dude. And, um, For first song? My yeah. goodness, man. She and I don't mom have a heart way left. Wor- mom was way worse than that. <laughs> well, it was, probably wasn't a good song, but later on, well, when I started playing, I got opportunities to play in bars. and I was up in a bar in Virginia, and I, and I go, man, I'm going to try a song that I wrote. Hmm. And that was my first song, wow. that song. And, and during the break of the band, I, I played a song, that song, and I went to the back of the bar that night. And some guy in the back of the bar was like, so, man, you wrote that? And I said, yeah, because I've seen you in here before singing and stuff, and you wrote that song, man, you ought to you go to Nashville. And that that was the night that that changed my whole no everything. way that was it because that guy, I, that guy has no idea that he's no idea you on a course. so some guy with a beer in the back of a bar <laughs> you might ought to try this yeah you ought to go to huh. nashville and i go to go to nashville and he goes yeah man that's where it all goes down you know there are songs like, really there. huh and i'm thinking did you know anything about nashville in nothing, the process nothing at that time? nothing i knew i love music love country music i love songwriting i love singing yeah. but i didn't know that uh, there was actually a job as a songwriter or any of that. I just, I, I knew that I maybe that as either. a singer, yeah, you could yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so if my mom and I, I, I don't know, you know, your mom passes and then uh, you write a song about it, you sing it out one night and then some guy goes, you ought to, you ought to get out of here and go to Nashville. And I was like, ah, really? And uh, yeah, and then I just made up my mind when my lease was up, I was just going to leave. <laughs> Yeah. You know, just go to that. So, did you graduate, or are you just like I'm out? No, no, I did. did. I graduated, came home, and I was just uh, had a girlfriend. I had a couple of odd jobs, cleaning gutters, painting houses. And, same, we did that same. You thing. know, just that t- type of stuff with some friends in your hometown, just yeah. doing kind of whatever, limbo, trying limbo to world, avoid, yeah. trying to avoid a real job, trying to figure it out. Dude, yeah. I, I, me and Reed did that after I graduated from college, and we made up a flyer. That said, yeah. we'll come wash your car. And we put dingy roof. I'll never forget this. You remember this? We put dingy roof 
like, call us. We'll come <laughs> spray it off. Yeah, know? Dad had a sprayer and a and solution so that you can this, spray on. We just we saw him do it one time. Like, we can do that for money. So this lady called and was, and I don't know, I know who it is, and was laughing so hard about that flyer. And we were like, what? And she was like, dingy roof. Dingy. Who has a dingy roof? You misspelled dingy. You know, and I was like, no, he didn't. How do you spell it? It was D-I-N-G-E-Y. Is that dingy or is that dingy? And even yeah. if, don't look it up. I just want to think that I'm right. So what's the correct way? D-I-N-G-E? It doesn't matter the way we spelled it. And then she didn't even hire us. Yeah. She just yeah. laughed at us and then hung Just up. pay us to wash your dinghy Jeez. roof, dude. You got a dinghy roof? We'll come clean it off. Dingy what or dinghy? What is it, Sam? The other way. Oh, E-Y dang. is the boat. E-Y is boat. Is a dinghy? <laughs> so how do you spell dingy? I think D-I-N-G-Y, so I think you were right. She was wrong the whole time. Oh, wait, no. D-I-N-G-H-Y. I don't even wow. know. That's dinghy. Hey. That's dinghy. Yeah, that's dinghy. dinghy. Wow. So wow. Legal kind of, anyway, all right. Dinghy roof. Yeah, we did the same thing. That's kind of, yeah. that's, that's weird. There is this, I feel like a lot of uh, people that we've had on this podcast, the stories are somewhat similar in the way that like, if they went to college, there's always this like period after college where they're like, so I just decided to move to Nashville. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah. I was after well, college. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You come home you after just, college you and you're go. like, oh man, nobody's here. Everybody's married and on their second kid. And I'm still trying to kind of figure it out. I think I'll move and try something. What was, Bethard, coming back to you, what was the first song you wrote that that got cut or was, was on the radio that, that you were like, oh man, I can... I can you know, we this. should develop a term for what, because we we asked that a pretty good bit. What's what's a term we could call it? I would say like a like the gateway song. What's the gateway song that put you on the path of like, man, I can really do this as a career? Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Not like necessarily yeah. your first hit, but like right. what's the one that led you into, man, I could actually do this. Yeah, the uh honestly, I mean, before any of that, I got a I got a record deal, you know, as a singer on Capitol Records. I mean, it was crazy. So he had some demos. I, I I got some gigs singing demos, and then got a publishing deal because I was writing songs. And then then I got song signed to a record deal. And right. So that was the thing going. Oh wow, this is what I'm going to do. My the problem was I I I, I hated the the front man, the on stage part. Me too. I just I hate didn't that. like it. Yeah, I hate that too. Oops. I wasn't comfortable there, and that's nope. a big problem when you're trying to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not that's not ideal. But anyways, and I think most of the label people, once they got to see me on stage, and, you know, it was fun, and it was funny, and I talked a lot, whatever, but I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I was not a star. I was not a front guy. Yeah. I just, you know, and I would have rather. So at that point, I was writing songs for maybe for me and my record, and I had written a song that there was a there's an old was it one hot mama? <laughs> wasn't that one? Oh, okay. No, I I wrote a song that uh, somebody pitched to Kenny Chesney, and it was called "I Will Stand," and it was uh, it was an it was an okay song. Yeah. I didn't you know, but but it, it that's that was the one that got. Uh, recorded that was uh, my first big recording and that happened also because of relationships you know you when I was coming up he was coming up yeah you know in the yeah. same same time and we knew each other and and uh, my old A&R person Renee Bell 
liked this song and goes, well, maybe for you, but maybe not. But uh, if yours ever gets off the ground. But in the meantime, I'm going to play this for Kenny. And I still see, think that somehow they said he had to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Forced him into it. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, man, it's, you know, it was all right. Yeah. You know. You know, Mike, I got a I got a really, really great story about that. That song, it's kind of like the uh, the career, the journey of a songwriter. Yeah, 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 sure. I had that song recorded and we had nothing going on. In other words, I'd already gotten dropped from my record label. I had no record label thing. I did have some songs that were uh, on hold, but who knew? Yeah. We went, go to the North Carolina, the Outer Banks every year as a family, family reunion. We're in the van. We go all the way across there. It's like 14, 15 hours to the drive way back then in the family van. And we're coming back. I got four kids in the back. We're, the, they have a landslide on, on, on 40, so we have to go back through Cherokee and all the stuff oh, in the yeah, back stuff. at Gatlinburg right. and the mountains. mountains yeah. Uh, <laughs> Something breaks down there, keeps it traffic. We end up stuck in one spot for two two hours. On two years, you almost said two years <laughs> for two hours in, in, on the in the, on the on the back in Gatlinburg. Yeah. Finally, get out. We've been driving for like fourteen hours trying to get back home, and I'm just like a zombie riding. And we get outside of finally get on this side of Knoxville, and one of the kids back there, maybe even in a in a car yeah, seat, sure. was like, "Hey." Daddy, will you turn the radio on? And I was like, yeah, why not? Turn it on. And there's these two guys, two DJs talking. And uh, as at this point, I, I really didn't have a ton going on, but I did get invited to the studio to go listen to Kenny track a song that uh, is called song called I Will Stand, my yeah. first cut. Didn't know if it would make a record or yeah. whatever, but anyways. He's going, yeah, yeah, the man, I like the guy. Yeah, man, he's a local guy, blah, 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 you know. And I think he's really going to make it with this new album. We've got a chance to hear some of the songs off this album. I think he's got a few on there that are going to send them to the next thing. I'm like, who are they talking about? Well, the local, he said local. And I go, I looked at Susan. And I go, man, they might be talking about Kenny and this new album that I supposedly might be on, you yeah. know. That would be awesome. Yeah, sure. If it works. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. Like, yeah, well, yeah, you got a favorite song? Yeah, I got a favorite song. I think it's, man, I my favorite song, I think the ones, this is going to send him over the top. It's like a song of the year song. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. That would yeah, be I wonder great. what song that is. That'd yeah. be great. And they're like, all right, you play yours first and I'll play mine. And now I know it's they're talking about Kenny. I'm yeah. like, that'd be great. if he's. And the guy goes, okay, I'll play mine. And it's the piano intro. I remember being there and that's my song. Wow. It's starting to come on. Wow. And I'm like, and I look over at Susan and she's like, what? And I go, that's my song. That's I Will Stand. They just said this is the song. Of the, this is the song. This is his favorite song off this record. That means it, it's probably on the record, not alone. It might be. Might and be I'm a like, single, yeah. And at the same time inside, I'm going, how in the world could they be thinking this is a good song? Yeah, uh, right. You know, but I'm like, oh my gosh. She's like, what? And she's screaming and. Oh my God, she takes out her journal and she's like, the first time I ever, and, you know, and she's crying and the kids are going, what, daddy? I'm like, shut up, you know, I'm trying to turn it up. I'm like, I literally and almost reckon I, it's the the most memorable, biggest thing. Wow, you man. talk about a time where it's really, I was just blown away and I'm just like trying to listen. I'm like, I can't believe it. It's happening. Yeah. And the song, on the outro of the song, 
and I will stand, and then they're dun, dun, dun. they're playing the outro. The guy, if it was a record, you'd have heard it scratch. He'd have just gone. He yeah, just pulled it off. He yeah. pulled it off. He's like, literally on air live. He goes, man, dude, I played the wrong song. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> swear. No I mean, way. He goes, I played the wrong song, and I, and I went, and he goes, you did? He goes, uh, and I'm like, oh. Oh my so, gosh! That's you're somebody. Amazing. You're going. You finally get discovered. You're taking off. You reach the pinnacle of your life, and then all of a sudden, you go, "Oh, here I'm." Dude, the that that ain't the it's all over. If that ain't the journey of a songwriter, that, that was yeah. a. Uh, that was. It was everything in one. It, that was the first experience of ever hearing a song on the radio, and they said, "Play." And it, it didn't make sense. You like that. So the the song he did play was called "I've Been There," and that's why I'm here. Uh-huh. And it was. It was Kenny's big first like song of the year. Oh, was it? It was about a guy going through the ringer being an alcoholic and he's in a help. I've been there. That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah I get it. it's great, great, great song. But Ooh, that's a good it story. wasn't my song. That's so a good story. It's a great story. <laughs> but, but isn't that wild that, that they say, Daddy, turn on the radio and they're talking Absolutely. right then. Absolutely. That story would never have happened. I yeah. would never have been like humbled and then to realize that going. Oh, so that's how it goes. You think you're somebody, but Bro, you're really is, not. That is how it goes. <laughs> I mean, this you know, this profession is consistently humbling you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Yeah, and Market House provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken, Mm. grass-fed lamb, and even wild-caught king crab and seafood. Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. 
They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? You need a brake light fixed? You need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. From that moment to... No shoes, no shirt, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, how how far was that in? And, and when yeah. from from that moment where you hear your first song on the radio, and it yeah, and when, and when it you think about song. it, I mean, obviously that that gave you some rapport with Kenny. He was he was listening to what you were doing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We like I said, we were you know on the same songwriter nights before he got his first. It was called Capricorn Records gotcha. deal. Then that 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 place dissolved. Then he got signed to RCA. But um, and I was just trying to make it as a singer you know at the time and then it turned and evolved into being a man in the meantime can i cut this song now that song got cut my little uh, independent publishing deal that some guy signed me to Mm -hmm. that was over Mm -hmm. that was coming to an end and then troy tomlinson who i knew from trying to make it through all these things uh he was like man we'll sign you over here yeah and uh and that just took it to a different level because yeah. they had more access to. I, I wrote a song that, that I wrote a song at the end of my trying to, when I realized that man, I don't think I'm a. I literally wrote the song. It was a song called "Right Where I Need to Be." It was about I think I'm done trying to be a a. Uh, you need me to just you need me to just strum a little bit of that real quick, man. Uh, when I was trying to when I was done with trying to be a, uh, be, I started having kids. Uh, it's playing, playing. Well, it's fine out of here tonight. This nation Boss man said my big promotions on the line. And that's right where I need to be. What's the second verse? Lately I've been on the road more than I've been home. And all this leaving her alone is killing me. And holding her right now has got me thinking more and more. I'm right where I Just one chorus. Need Just one. Well, when I hear her, I can see her, I can smell her sweet perfume. I can feel her skin against me when I sleep. I won't miss her, I can kiss her any time that I want to. That's right where I need to be. Uh, come on, man. But and, uh, yeah, where, and that song came from a part of you. My, my, when CJ Fan was boy. born and Tucker was coming along, and I was like, man, I, this would be uh, tough to leave them if I even was trying. If, even if that I hadn't already been dropped, you know? Yeah. I probably don't need to. And the fact that I had a song recorded by Kenny, 
and I was well on my way with I will stand. And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, uh, I just, I, it was one of those things going, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I guess I could do this, you know. Well, I'll tell you this. I guess rather... I could do this to two, two BMI Songwriter of the Year awards. To... Dude, I remember Troy telling me. Man, I mean, what a career. We were, you know, Troy was, was my publisher there for the first five years of my deal. He said, literally, he said, Casey Beathard was so hot in the prime that we couldn't, we couldn't play work tapes for people. <laughs> they were picking them up. I mean, they were picking them up wow. that fast, man. And a, I mean, it's just a testament to me. It's there's. It was a good time. Well, the beautiful <laughs> thing to me is that there's no in your career there. There ain't no snow, man. It's just this is the songs that you write. This is how you write. This them. is how this you, is what live. you write them about. You yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the songs that you wrote literally you know come from your life and your heart and i think that's what's so um so admirable for for me as a pursuant songwriter is to go man this guy did it clean and Honest. without mm -hmm. cheating and without hurting and without lying and without pushing and and just he just wrote songs and uh man that's mm. that's extremely uh commendable and and, and also uh what I try, what we try to model our our careers after. I, I think it's their career to model after. I mean, you talk about I'm not saying you're, you're still not getting super songs, annoying you, sometimes. You're st still getting songs cut, and, and now and that you're still, old, still really, singles. really old, unique really, guys that's like right. us. You know, just it's funny how this circle. Yeah, just mental. I remember you're like, don't ever call me a legend, dude. Because when you call me, le when somebody calls you a legend. Means you're already on your way out. Oh yeah, well I know, I know that. I, at least I can I can own up to it. I know I'm I'm on my way. Out. No, dude. Well, I'll just call you Hall of Famer, dude. No, dude, we're all yeah. on our way out. What are you talking nah. about? We uh, we asked this question to everybody, um, and we're gonna make a playlist later on about it. But what is to you? What's the what's the greatest country song ever written for you? It doesn't have to be the the. It's like what, yeah, what in your for you? In your head, what, what, what do you feel like? It's probably it's kind of a tough question to dump. It on really is. No, it, it definitely is. is. Definitely is. But I like it being sporadic. That way, it's different. You know, I, I there's a like Merle Haggard to me, like like a now we're rolling downhill like a snowball headed forehead. Mm -hmm. That yeah, song man. still holds up to this day. You know, still it, does. You know, it's it, it's the way the world is. It never changes. You know, it's it it's always feels like we're losing control. The good times are really over. Good. Yeah. yeah, we're always yeah. looking for the good times, and 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 we wonder if they're over. So I, there's that. But I, I love that one. I think that's, that's a great addition to the playlist. <laughs> that one is one of my favorites. I I think. Melodic songs like you know, like "Please Come to Boston" is one of my favorite songs ever. And uh, yeah, man. But 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 mine but, is uh, "If We Make It Through the." Oh, that's a great! One. That's I great. love that song, dude. But also the, uh, it's like Charlie Daniels. I think is one of the best songwriters. Yeah. You love CDB. You always have. I love him. We yeah, get CDB I in like some songs. That. We put CDB in some CB songs. CB, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, story we haven't told. We, we need to tell it right quick. Was my deer from last year behind your place? Yeah. Um, like we kind of we talked about hunting and songwriting, and we're gonna get to the end of this. But uh, so like I said, I hunt behind Casey's place, and last year we had this. I had this deer show up, um, big eight point, and uh, hunted him all year. I mean, you call him an eight point, but he had stuff going. He yeah, was he, an older he, deer. he was an old deer. He had stuff going everywhere. I was actually the 
the day before I shot him, we were at the uh, we were at the archery den in Franklin with Luke getting his bow set up, and it was like a it was just a nasty rainy bucky day, and and I remember just checking my trail cameras, just just seeing. I was like, man, I know he's gonna be in there. Sure enough, right before it's in October, middle of October, right before dark, this deer is, is standing in front of the camera, and I was just like, oh my goodness, I need to be there. Next day he comes around. I watch him. I'm in there early. I see him come down the hill, make a scrape about four o'clock, comes down to 20 yards, draw back, let one rip. Um, hit him. I thought I hit him perfect. He he turns, runs away. Long story short, no blood. I go and get my dog. We trail him. Nothing. We look for this deer for three days straight and can't find anything. I'm I'm grid searching the woods, nothing. And I live five minutes from this place. So for the next month, I'm I'm driving by this, you know, Sugar Ridge and 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 maybe we'll cut that out, Sugar Ridge out. But I'm driving by this property and 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 seeing, you know, where this deer it could possibly be if he's alive, if he's not alive. Um yeah. and a month later, Dan and you can take it from here. No, we're writing. Me and me and Beth this are is after, Yeah. The I, season's think was, over. I think it was a couple months. Actually, I think it was like, yeah, it was like January. It was, it was way after season. Me and Beth are writing, and he goes, "Man, I had the weirdest thing. We we had we were already into the day. I mean, he said, "Man, I had the weirdest thing happened the other day." He said, "Me and uh, Trigger were walking up the hill, and uh, I'd gotten up in front of him. And I said, he said I couldn't get him off of something, you know, or he came back with a leg bone or something." Didn't he? Now, some over there smelling it. He was getting into something over yeah, there. Yeah, and you interrupted me and go, "Wait a minute." I said, where exactly was Where that? was this? And you knew that. Because uh, we knew the area. Well, we didn't know the area. Otherwise, we would have found it. But we knew we knew where we had searched. And we knew where we had searched a lot. Right. And this was where they were walking was one of the areas we hadn't searched a lot. And I said, wait a second. I was like, I interrupted him. It was like, big eight point? He was like, I mean... Yeah, he had like a big, you know, pretty widespread and tall. And I was like, we got to go right now. He was like, what? I said, Reed shot that deer in October. I said, we look for it like crazy. We got you the said, dog You here. were like, well, where is it? And I said, man, I for some reason, I, I figured, man, this is pretty nice. And I picked it up and I put it up on a on a that's fence. Right. Oh, that's right. Just in case. So, so, <laughs> so uh, you know, because it might be something that. Somebody could, uh, you know, it's pretty nice. You clean clean it, it, you could hang it. Yeah, if you yeah. cleaned it up, yeah. then you could put it up somewhere. So I was, I was riding that 50, uh, 50 egg over here on the road, and Dan texts me or call. He calls me twice, and I, I was in the middle of right, so I, I screen him, and he was like, "And Casey knows how big of a deal this stuff is to us. It's not like we just like shoot deer and leave them. Like, no, that's no. I mean, yeah, this we, and that was the thing. That's deer. the coolest yeah. thing is that you said that. I mean, you can't reiterate enough that you'd been watching this deer. Oh, yeah. for, for over a season. Yeah, a couple yeah, of years. Yeah. Absolutely. So we ride up there as fast as we can. I'll call Reed. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to lead you on here, but Bether says he might have found his that trigger found a deer. And we're going to check it out right now. He's and Reed's like, Are you serious? Are you serious? Where did where did he leave it laying there? And I was like, No, he hung it on a fence post. I was like, We're going to the fence post right now. We were like, Casey's, we were I was burst into this song. At this point, I'm checked out. And so. Casey's like, Yeah, <laughs> man, it's right there. Was. It's right there. I hung it on. I know it's right there. We're going to walk right up on it. I was like, sick, dude, sick. Let's get up. We pull into the thing. We walk back down in there. We get to the fence post. Nothing. Nothing. And Casey's like, you can see the like. You can see it just drain. He's like, man, 
I promise you, it was like, here. this is the fence post. You, I, we were on and the it, phone and when Dan's I, and I been, heard, I heard no. Bethard go, "It was right here," and I was like, "What?" And you were like, "I gotta call you back." <laughs> I so, was like, "No, well, maybe something got it." And I was way. going, "Well, look, man, it's pretty thick in here. If something pulled it down, it's probably going to be in this." So now we're grid searching again yeah. after he's already found the thing, dude. And I'm like, right I've already gassed you up about it. Like, that we found the deer. Casey's feeling, I could tell he's feeling, I mean, I can't tell you how many times he went, it was this, it was I right promise here. You, uh, it was I right promise here. you. I was like, dude, I, I believe you. I'm just saying, it ain't here now. Let's just try to, you know. So as we're walking out, he's like, I wonder if Tucker picked it up. I was like, beep, 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 beep. Hello? I was like, hey, man, did you happen to see um, like a big, wide, eight-point skull hanging on the fence? He's like, oh, yeah, I put it in the barn. I was like, I just run to the barn. and like, dude, it is, it's the deer, man. Trigger found the deer. And I never, that's just the thing, you know, as long as I've lived out there on this property, never once in all my years of living there, and probably you never too, that I'd never walk this. One day was after Mm, the whole family's in, we'd gone stir crazy in a yep. house after all the holidays and right. like come on dogs let's go let's get out of here and go walk you know up this ridge and we just did yeah, i'd never str- ever I mean, walk that way ever. yeah and from where really? you where that deer was laying the we sir i mean we were 20 yards from it yep. and we just never you yeah. and it was so thick and there right there behind that barn you had to step on it yeah and, yeah. and we just i never, can't believe y'all are hiking never up there on honestly yeah, there's really there's no like trail it. exactly well, I was trying to, yeah, because I was, it was one of those things where I was like, man, I'm going to go find out, I'm going to go look at these ribbons and find out exactly where the, the property line yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah. That's, for some reason, I wanted to do that, so I walked this weird way. Oh, I'm man. really and glad. came up on it. I'm really the glad you walked The whole rack was intact. Yeah. Like, everything, nothing really had been nice. chewed on yet. Oh, oh man, a, and that was a month. I thought this was it, because that's how, that's how oh, I he's looked. Bigger than that, that deer actually came off, that that probably, that was the first deer I killed there with wow. my bow. That's the first wow. deer that made That's Bell. the heaviest deer, I think, that we've ever shot in Tennessee. But it was bigger than this? It's bigger yeah, than Yeah, it's bigger than that. Wow. Yeah, I got a picture of you holding it like this. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and that's the picture I got at the, at the co-write. And, dude, that was a month-long journing for me and because wow. once i shoot a deer man i'm not going to shoot it oh he was i'm not going to hunt anymore he was yeah. like depressed wow. over that because yeah. man yeah there's a responsibility that comes with with hunting and 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 especially like bow hunting and we've recognized that like it's hard bow hunting's yeah. hard the margin of error on bow hunting is so small um, but when you're responsible you're responsible for taking that animal's life dude like that ain't a little thing that deer is at the taxidermy right now, getting a new cape. And uh, I, I actually, my deer's at the taxidermy, and the taxidermy said, "Well, I got to do reeds first. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, I can't wait to get him back. That exact I can't wait. That's a special that was deer crazy. That was uh, that was so funny that that next thing you know, it was like this big celebration the, the entire family's at my barn we're <laughs> yeah, trying to that's what it means to i drove like, straight i left the co-ride i left i was like boys uh, y'all gonna have to finish this without me i'm out yeah that's crazy that's um, so all right we got one more thing Beth. go i'm sure it was important that thing that you were trying to say but it's that time of the show for the one that got away we try to do that in your song, you know, try to make it personal. That's awesome. Bethard stylistically. All right, Bethard, one that got away for you. Um, kind of prefaced you pre-show for this, but uh, you got you got a story for us? The one that got away. I, I think one of my favorite songs I ever was uh, a part of, 
that I that I wanted to happen more than any song I ever wrote uh, got away, and it was the I had a song on on Travis Tripp. If someone could say, I wish this would have happened, it was this song called "I Look I See Me." It was Travis Tripp. It was a song that got released as a single, and um, I think. When was it, this? Was this pre Rasmap Tiaro, or was this post? Post that. Post. I had a song on him called uh, "Country Ain't Country No More," yep. and um, after that, he put out a song. Uh, it's funny because I, my dad was wrapping up his career at the the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. So I started taking the kids down to those games, and there was a punter there named Chris Moore. He's played at Alabama, and he's an all-pro punter. And uh, he became a friend, and he's one of your guys' type guys, yeah. you know, just uh, just a great dude. And and we started hanging out a lot. And uh, one day after a game, he's like, hey, man, uh, I got an idea for a song. And I was like, Chris, come on. <laughs> don't do it to Chris. I don't tell you how to punt. You don't, yeah, whatever. Let's not no, do it. No, I, I get that. I don't know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And he's like, no, I, we're at church. And, um, and the, you know, my boy over there, he's sitting there in the other pew. And, and my, my wife was like, get him. Stop me. He's over there playing. He's got his, he brought his truck in here. And he's yeah. over there. And he goes, and I was sitting there going, man, but. And it was hard for me to try to really reel him in. I was like, man, but I look at him and he goes, but I, he goes, and all of a sudden I saw myself hmm. and I was like, and it, obviously that's a great concept, but he didn't have a, how to do it. A hook, yeah. He's like, I go, man, Chris, actually, I like that. That's cool. I go, let me, let me think about it. And he's like, yeah, just, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. We went our separate ways. I'm in Nashville and I just, at home and i and i end up figuring this song out he's not a songwriter i go i think it's this i talk to him and i think it's this i look at him and i see me and he's like yeah okay well blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, whatever man and i'm like yeah yeah i just want to tell you that's what it's gonna that's the See you later. that's yeah. the Keep and kicking i'm too. hanging up and uh and yeah and i i literally wrote the song and made a demo and was super excited to play it for chris and i sent him the demo and on, on a cd and he called me he's like man this is awesome and then it's a full done demo he goes i love this he goes and, and he literally is like is there any way that we can <laughs> can we put in like the second verse of like when he's learning how to uh uh when we went i took him deer hunting and he's learning how to sight in that thing and i saw how i used to do it and where he killed and i'm like no, 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 it's over, Chris. Nope, song's, song's done. done. No, Thanks this is idea, it. Buddy. No, and plus that ain't no. No one wants to talk yeah, about that no. right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, Travis Tritt ended up doing it, and um, he put it out. I don't know. It's one of those things. Those weird times where something happened, like maybe even in Travis's thing, he might have said something or did something that yeah, yeah. People got mad at him, or yeah, yeah. you know, no, that I mean, and the next thing you know, your song just as it's starting to go, it was like deflates, didn't happen, yeah. And it, and it's just one of those because it it was one of those songs that it was about my kids, yeah, you know, and it was everything they are, and that's what matters to us more than anything, and our families are more than anything, and that was even then at the time, you know, I was just uh, you know, I wanted that one to 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 uh, matter, and it, and it didn't. 
uh, what know, it does, yeah, I'm know. sure it does. There's probably you never know no, what, what that, that song it might have ministered to somebody, yeah. it might have said something yeah. to somebody. Yeah, yeah Chris but, has still got a hell of a story to tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Travis Tritt signing his book. Yeah, the only un- unfortunate thing there is that then all of a sudden he's calling you every day. Hey, I got another title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like it's that easy. Like oh, it's that yeah, easy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Once easy. you, yeah, once you open the, the, the barrel, here they come. And the other, I guess maybe the only other, um, the other one was the uh, opportunity once it was. You know, at Sony, when we're over there riding, Arturo Buenajaro calls me into his office. Hey, man, there's this girl I'm going to sign. Would you possibly write with this girl? And he gave me an 8 by 10 and played me a little work tape. I was like, man, what? Man, what is, how old is this girl? And he's like, oh, man, she's, she's, she's probably 15 now, but she's blah, Ooh. blah, blah. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't know, Arturo. I don't, I don't think this, I don't think so. I don't get it. I mean, I mean, I, not that I didn't get it. It's just like, how do you? I don't. We aren't going to see things the right. same. And I, I was, do the same thing when there's and, when there's right. a young girl. It's like, like I can't do that. Yeah. And um, and I don't regret it. it it's obviously ta- Taylor Swift. I think there were a lot of people that <laughs> you don't that. regret. It's obviously Taylor Swift. You don't regret it. <laughs> I don't regret it because uh, that's funny. The one, that's co- the one that got away. She's actually sure. on next week. So yeah, the I'm reason the reason I don't regret it because I I honestly it would have. I would I would have gone in there and tried to no you can't I I, I would have tried to bully her into going no let's write about this you can't say that right you know but she obviously knew her demographic even at that age somehow somehow I mean I there's no chance I was gonna be talked into writing a song about Tim McGraw or a locker <laughs> or me or, or, just uh, being, or, or being a lunchbox or anything like that <laughs> and, and and there's no chance I was gonna and and but she. Does she have a song about a lunch? And I, well, you know, my, I mean, I don't know, whatever, you know. Yeah. Sorry, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good one. And so, and I would have gone, you can't do that. So now I'd be going, oh, you can't? I guess you can. Yeah. My my kids always go, dad, you should have gone. No, I mean, it wouldn't have worked anyway. You know? I have stories similar where it's just like, I'm just not the guy for that thing. Exactly. You know, and it's not it's not that that thing's incorrect, but people may love that, you know. Uh it's just I'm I'm not in a place to where I feel like I could help her share her message because essentially exactly. that's what we do with songs. I couldn't right. have helped her at all. I mean, I'm I'm not too proud to say that absolutely 100% she knew better than me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still does. It still does. Whatever. Um <laughs> Well, CB, dude, we love you, man. Yeah, you know, love you guys. Um, love you guys. Thank you. We appreciate Thank you coming up. I know you don't like to leave your your spot down there. We don't either. No, uh, that's but, great. Yeah, man. but it's been Thank tough you. to haul Thank all you. this Thank down you. there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, your just your career, your life means a ton to us. It means a ton to this town. And, and, uh, and honest, honestly, how you how you raise your family, you know, that's uh, and how you love your family is uh, it's a it's a light in a dark world yeah for sure yeah same with y'all thank you you too your dad your your own family man they inspire us and i and i pray that you know and i hope and pray that you know that you don't get too lost out there in all the successes of the world you know yeah mm-hmm. as you guys come up and make your own you know start being the the guys you know keep hold on to what the, the truth is mm. you know? Amen. what is the truth tell us what the truth is the truth is Jesus, period. But I, I think, I think uh, the truth is um, we really don't. 
we don't have a long time here. Mm, yeah. And uh, but we are eternal <laughs> beings, you know. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. the truth. We're we're eternal beings, and and uh, and we go on. You know, we're not living just for this world. And if we were, it would be very very disappointing. You yeah. know. Yeah. Because we find that out every day. You know. And so I don't know. In the last four or five years, I've realized that uh, loosening my grip on the things of this world is way better. You know. Mm. And not chasing so much of this world is yeah, better, you know. Anyways, yeah, I'm you guys got you. You guys got it. You guys are dialed in. <laughs> thanks. So. Um, well, thanks for coming. Thank We're you. We're out of time. We uh, we love you. Love you guys. We too. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for hanging out in God's country with us today. Outdoor adventures won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's easy to use, too. You just simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and fishermen rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should all season long. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY.